Thursday. Welcome back to another episode of Amy Stories with Phoebe. Now I know that this week has been really intense, especially for those of us who are living in the United States. So I really appreciate you taking some time off to listen to today's episode. If you have any ideas for topics that you think that we should discuss on this podcast, remember that the inbox is always open for your suggestions. It's isWithPhoebe at gmail.com. Again, it's isWithPhoebe at gmail.com. Also, if you have a story or two or three or four, if you're talkative like me, you know, maybe you just have things to share with the world. Please make sure that you send us an email. We would love to hear from you. All right. So today's episode is going to be focusing on homegoing or going home. What's the experience like for immigrants when the time comes for them to go home, primarily for a visit? We're going to have another episode later on about what it's like for immigrants to move back home and the process of moving back home. But today, it's really about what it's like for us to go back home to visit our families, our friends, and our loved ones. All right, so we have some amazing stories today, so let's get into it. The first story today is from Nana, and Nana says, Going home is a big thing for me because all of my family is back home. It starts with a lot of shopping and buying gifts for family. Now that is very true. Very relatable. Everyone has an expectation from you because you're coming from abroad. I try to limit my, my gifts to my immediate family and friends. But sometimes you can't help it because when people hear you're home, the next thing you see, they are in your house. (laughs) See, that's how when people are coming home, they don't tell anybody. And when they get home, they don't tell anybody for a while. And then they just hide in their houses and, you know, enjoy home for a little bit before, you know, the neighborhood gossips go around saying, Oh, Nana is home. Have you seen Nana? Nana is here. (laughs) All right, let's get back into this. The last time I went back home was in 2018. Home felt really good and very relaxing because my family welcomed me very well and almost everything was done for me when I asked for it. I almost cried when I was leaving Ghana. For instance, all the things that I needed to shop for, my mom took care of those things for me and I didn't have to bother about anything. Now, now this must have been so nice. Some of my close friends also took their responsibility of helping me out with some of my errands. The support is massive, and this makes me miss home dearly, as it's never the same in a new country. Nothing is for free in another man's land. Anything I wanted to eat was prepared for me. I really feel pampered when I'm back home. I also feel very respected. Nana adds this. I will say I have been able to maintain my sense of self in both countries. I have not changed as a result of migrating. Rather, I have learned to adjust to my new environment while maintaining my old self. 
I have been able to maintain this because I have studied and observed so many things around me. And I have learned to focus on the good things instead of the negative. Although it can be lonely in a new country, my optimism keeps me going. I have always been someone with a few friends and career focused. I am the same in my new country. The only main difference I find is that I have gained wider perspectives on issues and I'm more opinionated on topics I would have been silent about if I was in Ghana. Some cultures in Ghana um, frown on discussing certain topics, but it's kind of an open environment here in Canada. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Nana, and good for you for being able to maintain that sense of self in both places. And yes, you know, there's some change that needs to come with migrating, but it sounds to me like you're adjusting really, really well. So congratulations on that. That's really, really awesome. Next up, we're going to hear from Melo Hogan. Melo says this about the process of going home and how it looks like for her. I normally plan a visit way in advance and purchase plane tickets six months in advance since the airline tickets will be more affordable. The last time I went back was when my grandfather passed away six years ago. It was a last-minute trip, and we had to get the next available flight. I brought my two daughters with me, and it took us 17 hours total travel time. I have mixed feelings when I'm back home. There are a lot of things I forget. The extreme heat, humidity, and the traffic, which I do not miss. And there are things that I dearly miss, the fresh fruits, food, and the lifestyle. As most Filipino immigrants are well familiar of, when we go back home, we are expected to bring gifts imported from the U.S. So I was panicked buying gifts so I don't go home empty-handed. Our luggage is full of gifts for everyone we encounter when we are home family, relatives, and anyone who visits me. I am treated really well when I'm back home. Family and friends who I haven't seen in years would come and visit, and it would be a celebration each day. Yeah, one time for the turn up each day. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, all right, let's get back into it. <laughs> Yo, I do this by myself you know, in my little studio. And so I have to like entertain myself in one way or another as I'm doing this. So, you know, you might get a dance break every now and then. You can't see it, but I'm sure you can feel it in your spirit. All right, let's get back to Melo's letter. Melo says, I lived a pampered lifestyle back, back home in the sense that I didn't need to clean, drive, cook, do laundry or any life skills. But I was not happy with my family life, and I found solace with my friends. I got pregnant at 19, and when I found out, I thought for me to give my daughter a really good life, I had to change my environment. I thought moving to the U.S. would be the solution to that. I immigrated to the U.S. when I was six months pregnant. I was extremely lucky to have a Filipino community who gave me a place to stay. It was a tough transition for me, but this season of my life has shaped me into who I am now. I learned what is important to me and how to be self-sufficient. 
The major difference when I go back is I feel like I revert back to my teenage self as I enter my childhood home. It is fun, and I love it when I go back to the Philippines to visit. But as I reflect, I'm finding out that coming home for me is here in Tacoma, where I've put down roots, where I've built my community, and where I feel my sense of self is the strongest. Thanks, Melo, for sharing that with us. We're honored that you share these pieces of your life with us. So as we heard, going home can be a process for a lot of immigrants. And like Melo says, she buys her tickets six months in advance. I can relate to that. Um, If I plan on going home in December, I have to buy my tickets at the very latest, like, in August so that I'm not spending more than $2,000 on a ticket. And um, if you've never checked to see ticket prices for international flights, this would be a good time to go check them out on Expedia or what else? Travelocity. I don't even know which other websites are out there because it's been a really long time since I've actually looked at tickets because, you know, COVID. Um, So yeah, it takes, it's a process. It takes a really long time. And I remember the very first time that I was going home when I first moved to the U.S. I was so excited. It was my first time. I hadn't seen my family in, it must have been a year. Yeah, it must have been a year, a little over a year. And so I was, you know, just stoked. I was excited So when I tell you I was determined to take home the entire country (laughs) to my family, (laughs) I bought everything, okay? Listen, I shopped. I'm a shopaholic. I'll be honest, you know. Amazon stops by my house mm, a couple of times a week, you know. They know me by name. But I didn't start today. I bought everything. And I remember going to the airport and my my luggage being overweight, which is me, which is to be expected. I can't ever seem to travel within like the luggage limits. And so my friend, a very dear friend of mine who took me to the airport was like, Phoebe, why are your bags so heavy? I said, well, because I'm taking stuff to my family. You don't understand. Like I'm going home to my family. I need to take them gifts. There's necessities. Heck, they had a list. Okay. So I have to make sure that I'm meeting everybody's needs. Well, it's not like I had a big family. I really don't. So my bags are overweight. And so we had to take some things out. When I tell you my friend went back to campus with a whole bag full of stuff because that's how much stuff I had that couldn't go home with me. And when I opened it, opened up my bag, she was looking at me like, Phoebe, why why do you have all this candy? Why do you have this? And she had all these questions. And I feel like if she were an immigrant, she wouldn't have all those questions because there's an understanding of the kinds of things that you have, you, you have to take home. Because you think about quality, you think about price. Take something, like, um, take something like toothpaste. You go to Costco and you spend like, I don't know, 12 bucks on like a two-pack. You go back home. And you're spending way more on that because tariffs, taxes, import tax, like all these different things. So as an immigrant, when you think about going home, 
you like buy as much as you can because it's way cheaper here for you to buy sets and things to take home. And I had a ton of candy, okay? Let me let you all in about a little secret about candy. Anytime I'm going home in December, I make sure I shop those uh, post-Halloween sales so that I can get... <laughs> I can get my good deals on the candy because, you know, that's where it's at. Also, I have a really sweet tooth, so sometimes I just buy it for myself. But anyway, I digress. Because the neighborhood kids are going to come around. I used to be a Sunday school teacher um, right before I came to college. So at that time, I had these, you know, kids that were going to be looking up to Auntie Phoebe. And gifts, you know, like candy Candy is an easy gift to give kids. You know, you, you give them some American candy. Listen, they are in heaven, okay? So we, um, so we, yeah, you buy a lot of things and like Melo and Nana were saying, you know, it's, it's about gifts and trying to like make sure that you're taking care of your family. And, and that's what I did. I had so much, uh, stuff. And like I said, some of it had to go home and, you know, as time has gone on, I've learned to be a little more smart about the way I pack and what I buy. Like one of my numerous trips, I've, I've been privileged enough to go home quite frequently. One of my trips, I had hand luggage that was full of candy. Mm-hmm. Go on and judge me. My hand luggage was full of candy. Instead of having, you know, an outfit change or, you know, some, <laughs> some essentials. Lo and behold, that was the flight that got canceled and I got stuck in Virginia. Or was it DC? Virginia. Um, on my transit and I couldn't make it home and there I was with a with a hand luggage my little briefcase full of candy didn't have any clothes didn't have like I didn't have any underwear I had nothing like no toiletries because you know <laughs> priorities right <laughs> so um going home can be such an exciting time for for immigrants and also it can be a difficult time for immigrants, depending on the tone on which they left home. Melo said something really important, and, and I wanted to touch on that, where she talks about reverting to her teenage self when she goes home. Sometimes the age at which we leave home is the age at which we are tempted to regress to when we go back home. It's very natural because that's what your brain remembers when you step out of the plane, and for, for some of us who are from, you know, tropical countries, you step out of the plane, that, that heat hits your face. What I would do for that heat right now, because it's starting to get cold here. And, and you go back to that, because that's how you're used to being interacted with, and people, people see you in that lens, and they have you in, in that box. You know, they have you in that 19-year-old box, forgetting that, You've gone away for five, six years, and you've grown up, and, and you are, in a lot of ways, a different person. But when you go home, sometimes that in itself can be a struggle. People see you, and they're not used to interacting with you the way that you are now. So sometimes immigrants go home, and they, they find themselves wanting to shrink back to the, their old selves because they don't know that who they are now is going to be loved and accepted by the people back home. Whether it's their family, their friends, you know, their loved ones. Now, in as much as 
going home sounds uh, fun in many ways. Sometimes it's not so fun. Immigrants might be going home to go bury a loved one. Parent, sibling, aunt, uncle, somebody. So the going home experience in a lot of ways is is a sad and difficult, challenging one. You go home and there's all these different requirements, all these different things you need to do, planning, um, getting tasks out of the way, funeral rites, spending money to money that some immigrants might not always have. So yes, sometimes people go home on a on a good note, but like Melo said, the last time she went, it was because her grandfather had passed away. And also, when you've been home for a while, and people hear that you're, you're home, they want to see you. They miss seeing you and whatever it is that you offer, which for some of us, it's comic relief and conversation. So yeah, they will, they will show up. Not everybody comes wanting gifts or, you know, things like that. There's people who really just want to see you just to see you and um, to hug you and to hold you. And that's that's one of the beauties of, of going home, having that contact with, with people that we love and people who value, cherish, and miss us also. The holidays are usually a big time that people go back home, especially at Christmas um, to spend Christmas, you know, with their families. And personally, I love Christmas um, at home at home in Ghana because, you know, there's this family, there's a lot of church. And it's just a really different vibe. You get to experience, you know, a different kind of, of celebration and observance of the holiday. And the last time I went home was, was uh, Christmas of, I think it was 2018. Um, my entire family went. And uh, that was an interesting trip. Uh, and I can just see us at the airport again with massive suitcases and everything because, you know, it's a family thing. We don't know how to pack light. And so we showed up to the airport, all five, six of us, including my six-month, my then six-month-old. And uh, we had like 12, suitca- <laughs> 12 suitcases and... um <laughs> Um, you know, sometimes depending on how long it's been since you've been home, you are also in for a a culture shock and you also leave behind certain luxuries that, you know, you might have in, in your new country, such as, you know, the U S and you, sometimes you forget, you forget home in a certain way. Um, but home is home and home is where the heart is. So with the holidays coming up, I know that some of us might be preparing to go home. I know with COVID, it's made travel a little wonky. You know, some of us have had to cancel our, our travel um, and our trips, you know, all over the world, whether it be home or not. Um, and so with the holidays coming, you know, this is when we'll be pre- preparing to go home. You buy your post-summer clothes to take home and, and things like that. And so that, that might not be happening for us this time. And it might be hard. If this is hard for you, just know that you're you're not alone. A lot of us miss home. A lot of us wish that we were making our plans to go back home and have that to look forward to. 
with with Christmas, for example, coming around, it would be nice to to have that. I mean, people are still gonna go home, but some of us are aren't comfortable with with travel yet, and that's that's okay. That's fine. When the time is right, we will go back home. We will we'll make our way back home, and um, we also will be sure to not take for granted, you know, having people take care of us and. There's nothing as amazing as waking up in the morning and someone asking you, Oh, Sister Phoebe, what will you eat? Or should I go and buy you this? <laughs> it's such a nice feeling. It's like, yes, please treat me, treat me. Because when I go back, I don't I don't get this. I don't have someone on my back and call to offer to go buy me lunch and, and things like that. And, you know, we make, we make jokes about these things, but it's definitely something that I've come to be grateful for. All these different luxuries that we have back home and... You know, the sense of community we have when we go back home. So if you know an immigrant who is not going to be able to go back home this this coming holiday, these coming holidays, I should say, this will be a great time to reach out to them, invite them over, have them over at your house, uh, your home, spend some time with them, you know, have them share stories about uh, their experiences going back home and what, what that looks like for them. Because it looks, it looks different for, for most of us. Some of us are from very far away. Some of us are from a little closer. I know for for us, you know, I think flying out to New York takes about six hours, six and a half hours, and then um, 10 hours from New York to, um, to Accra. So, you know, for some of us, it's pretty long. For others, not so much. Anyway, I digress. So, yes, the holidays are coming up. This is time to, to connect with people, show them love. And if you're not going home, that's okay. Like I said, we will, we will have our chance, okay? So if people want to go now, um, you know, you might have some FOMO and everything when you get on Snapchat and and uh, Instagram, social media, see see all the fun that people are having and you're not there. It's, it's going to be rough. I know it's going to be rough for me, so I'm going to take it easy. You know, I might have to mute some people for a while. And we're going to be fine, right? We're going to be okay. So, all right. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoy this. Keep the conversations going. Talk to your immigrant friends. Talk to your fellow immigrants. Let's stay connected. Catch y'all next week.